As the coronavirus spread across continents, our way of life completely changed. Planes ground to a halt, borders closed, and families were separated. But now, as vaccination programs are surging ahead and travel corridors open, the aviation industry is working with governments to try and secure a safe and efficient way to travel. A digital proof of one's vaccination status, a vaccine passport, is being welcomed as the key to reigniting the travel sector. A way to ensure all those traveling can verify their COVID status and ensure a smooth process in airports around the world. But there are many opposed to such a system, citing concerns over data privacy and fears of it leading to an unequal world. This is Beyond the Headlines, and I'm your host, Sohil Akram. In this week's episode, we'll try to understand if vaccine passports are necessary or will they make travel discriminatory. Before we start, make sure to subscribe to Beyond the Headlines by The National on your favorite podcasting app. A vaccination passport is a digital or paper documentation that proves a person has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Many countries are now allowing their citizens to use digital proof of their vaccination to travel again. But there are many questions. Will these vaccine passports be accessible to everyone? And will they violate our privacy? Most countries that have rolled out a vaccine passport have done so in the form of a simple QR code. Its intention is not only to ease international travel, but also help people access public venues, businesses, cafes and shopping centers. Israel is one of the first countries to give its citizens this type of passport. They call it a green pass. It is available as a paper certificate or digitally on an app and is helping Israelis access gyms, movie theaters and restaurants. In March, the country signed deals with Cyprus and Greece to allow its citizens with green passes to travel to these countries. Similar vaccine certificates have also been rolled out in China, Denmark, Sweden and in the US state of New York. But it's not just countries and states. Etihad Airways and Emirates became the first airlines in the world to trial such vaccine passports. They are both trialing the International Air Transport Associations or IATA's Travel Pass system. It's a free mobile app that allows travelers to register their personal details, find out testing requirements for their destinations, and share pre-departure COVID-19 test results with airlines before flying. You can also use the app to house vaccination records to help facilitate easier travel between countries. We spoke to Alan Murray Hayden, head of airport passenger and security products at IATA. It enables passengers to do a couple of things. The first thing is they download the app, they create a digital version of their identity. They then can import their itinerary for where they're going to. We analyze that itinerary and then present all the regulations for their destination and any transit points. They can then import their test results or scan their vaccination certificate. And then what we do is we check whether um, those uh, test certificates and vac- proof of vaccination are sufficient for the passenger's itinerary. And then if they are, we send them what we call an OK to travel back to the passenger. Uh, the passenger can then provide that to the airline, airport or government authority in advance of travel, or they can present it to um, the immigration or airport officials at the airport um, on their phone. Let's look at it from two different aspects. On the one hand, you've got airlines, and on the other side, you've got immigration authorities. Um, in terms of airlines, we're trialing this now at the moment with 60 different airlines and with another 40 or so waiting to come on board. Um, currently, we're trialing it on 130 routes around the world. 
Um, so that means when a passenger arrives at the airport, they can do all of the um, documentation verification before they arrive at the airport, or they can use the IATA Travel Pass to facilitate it on those different routes. Um, when it comes to, and that, and that's really what the, the initial focus of the Travel Pass is on, it's to speed up the process at the airport and their interaction with airlines. In the longer term, we are also working with governments, so the governments will also accept it from an immigration perspective. Um, at the moment, we've got about four or five governments which have officially said that they will accept it, but there's many other governments around the world we're talking to, and we expect to announce uh, many of these uh, over the coming weeks. But Alan is cautious to call it a vaccine passport yet, and here's why. I wouldn't necessarily call it a form of vaccine passport. If you look at what the EU are doing in terms of the digital um, digital COVID credentials, in many ways, that's a green passport. What we do is we consume and things like the DCC. So if you look at it this way, um, if a, pass, if a uh, citizen has got a digital green certificate from a European country, the passenger can then use the IATA Travel Pass to scan that proof of vaccination and then they have it on their phone and can share with airlines or airports or governments in advance of travel. So what we're basically doing is using all of those different um, proofs of vaccination out there, which are what most people consider to be uh, green passports or um, COVID passports. In Abu Dhabi, we went to the city's main airport to see how Etihad Airlines uses the IATA app. Frank Mayer, Etihad's chief digital officer, says it will save time at check-ins. It is clear with the download of the app, you will not have to queue. Um, because you have done all the work already in a way. I would expect, depending on the time of departure, every passenger will save between 15 minutes up to an hour, depending on the, uh, how crowded the airport is at that time. In New York, they have rolled out a digital vaccine certificate called Excelsior Pass. It is the first and the only government-issued pass in the United States and is accessible to people who have been vaccinated. The pass promises to allow New Yorkers to attend sports events, indoor activities, and other public venues. Many countries are looking to implement a travel pass or vaccine passport, among them Denmark, Japan, and Estonia. The European Union is developing a digital green certificate to help citizens move freely within their own countries and within the bloc. By the end of May 2021, Lithuania launched its national digital COVID-19 immunity certificates called Freedom ID to allow people who recovered from tested negative or were vaccinated against COVID-19 to move around more freely. Here's Lithuania's economy and innovation minister, Osrin Armonite. Here in Lithuania, we had quite a strong and strict uh, quarantine regime because uh, uh, we had lots of cases. Uh, imagine three million population with three or 4,000 new cases a day we had to implement very strict measures. And in order to come back to normal life, to open up uh, uh, indoor dining, uh, accommodation services, uh, the whole entertainment industry, and, and so on and so forth, we had to make quick and innovative decisions. And Lithuania is among few countries in Europe that uh, started with this. We just launched it and, and I hope uh, we will have one more tool in our toolbox if something happens, uh, for instance, in autumn. There are three components. First, it's information about your vaccination, if you're already vaccinated. Then about uh, immunity, if you got COVID 
uh, previously. And third, a negative test result, because not, not everybody uh, currently in Lithuania may be vaccinated. Uh, so to ensure equal rights to everybody, we are providing free of charge uh, instant testing and the whole country and municipalities are implementing this. There is a broad uh, spectrum of activities. So first of all, uh, it's uh, you, you may come back to work um, and uh, also indoor dining, uh, the whole entertainment industry, events, sports events, concerts, cultural events, and so on and so forth may be opened and attended uh, by those people who uh, have um, this freedom ID. Uh, so I hope that we will extend uh, the activities and also relax uh, uh, relax quarantine more and more uh, with this um, freedom ID and um, what is most important probably is that uh, we have to encourage people to get their vaccine and uh, this is an, an incentive for for those who are not yet uh, got their vaccine to get vaccinated so vaccine passports can offer freedom to many people after months of restrictions but for others, they represent the exact opposite. Some people believe a system which collects your vaccination status to share with various immigration departments and hence governments could be ripe for potential abuse of power. Concerns of data privacy and of the potential for COVID vaccine passports to result in discrimination against those who are from poorer countries have led to protests. Many cities across the US saw groups of people come out in opposition to the idea of such a system. On 31st May, the British press reported that the UK was planning to drop COVID-19 passports as a legal requirement for large events. In the UK, there has been a growing concern over the issue of vaccine certificates. Among those who are voicing this concern is the country's Conservative Party, as well as opposition lawmakers and civil rights groups. On the 29th of May, hundreds of anti-vaccine passport protesters invaded the Westfield Shopping Centre in London. We spoke to the World Health Organization's Tariq Yasserovich, who reiterated the group's call for caution, saying the WHO doesn't recommend its use. Well, WHO has repeatedly said that uh, at this point in time, uh, we are not recommending uh, the uh, use of proof of certification as a condition for international travel. And this is consistent with the recommendations that have been provided by International uh, Health Regulations Emergency Committee on COVID-19 uh, that is meeting uh, every three months. Uh, the reason uh, for this position of WHO is twofold. One is that there are still unknowns about the uh, vaccine. Uh, we know that vaccines are definitely uh, preventing severe disease and death. And in that sense, vaccines are very efficient and we recommend uh, everyone to get vaccinated as soon as there is a, a possibility. Um, but we still don't know uh, whether vaccination itself is preventing the infection and possible onward transmission. Uh, this is something that has been looked at. The other reason, equally important, is the access to vaccines. We know that there is a, a, a many parts of the world where people do not have uh, access to vaccine, unfortunately, and this is what WHO is trying to work on, on the equitable access uh, to vaccines everywhere. Uh, introducing requirement for travel 
uh, being vaccinated adds another layer of discrimination. So only people who have access to vaccines would then be able uh, to travel. And we know that, unfortunately, uh, many parts of the world do not have enough vaccines even to vaccinate the priority groups. Uh, and then we could get into a situation uh, that, uh, uh, that there is a preferential vaccination, that the travelers get the priority to get vaccinated. And this is not something that we recommend. We clearly know uh, who priority groups for vaccination are. So let's just distinction two things. One is the certificate of vaccination. Uh, we all need to have a proof of vaccination uh, for whatever vaccine we get, because having a proof of vaccination is important not only uh, for individual, but also for public health system as a whole to know who is vaccinated against what. But, uh, uh, and we definitely support uh, proof of vaccination, and we are working on how we can harmonize, streamline uh, globally uh, these certificates of vaccination of COVID-19. But how, the other question is, how do we use uh, these certificates? And we feel at this uh, point in time uh, that uh, 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 we cannot recommend the use of these proof of certification as the condition for international travel. But those in support of vaccine passports say this is not the first time a vaccine pass will be used in the world. For several decades now, air travel to and from certain countries has involved people showing proof that they are vaccinated against diseases like polio, cholera, and yellow fever. But unlike in the past, this is a modern pandemic, coming in the age of high-speed internet and deep fakes, a time when a person's digital data is accessible to many. So, can health experts make sure a personal health data doesn't fall into the wrong hands? Here is Alan Murray from IATA elaborating on the subject. In terms of data privacy, I think I would be, like many other people around the world, I would be quite worried about sharing too much details, etc., with different parties. And what I can say about the IATA Travel Pass is that we've created based on decentralized identity principles. And what that means is that all of the passengers' data remains on the phone, and they only share it with those organizations who are required to receive it. So, for example... If a government requires um, you to prove that you've been vaccinated, the passenger can do that by sharing the data from their phone with that government. So, um, yeah, data privacy is a live issue, which we're trying to tackle head on. And I think we have the best in class um, solutions out there for that. In terms of equal access, and um, there's a couple of different areas around this. Um, the first one is that we would never um, mandate that, we would never uh, want to mandate that passengers must use these type of travel apps. Not only the IATA one, but other ones out there as well. So people should never be forced to use it. However, if we can get all those people who are comfortable using this technology um, to use it, it means that um, the uh, check-in agents and the immigration officials can then devote their time to dealing with those who aren't comfortable or aren't willing to share their details in advance using these type of technologies. So in some ways, think of this as herd immunity for, uh, for improving your, your vaccination. So all those who are comfortable can do it and be processed automatically, and those who aren't, well, they're not going to have to wait in line for 10 hours as we expect at some airports. Um, because there won't be as many queues as if there were, this technology didn't exist. So the system remains voluntary in theory. But is this really the case? Tarek says that's one thing that needs work, and it's still early in the pandemic, and would need some form of global framework between different countries and institutions. Here's Tarek again. 
Well, this is a, another issue, and we have uh, our Department of Digital Health looking into these issues, uh, trying to see uh, new challenges arising from uh, uh, from new technologies, the introduction of new technologies in a, in a public health uh, uh, domain. But again, what we are looking at right now at this stage in pandemic, really try to, uh, to first of all, try to get uh, these formidable new tools that we have, and I mean vaccines, to those who need the most. The issue of privacy is something that is being looked at. And as we move forward in trying to see how we can uh, introduce uh, uh, digital technologies in public health, this is also something uh, that is being uh, looked at, but we uh, will need to work with member states to come uh, with some global framework on, on that as well. So, as global health experts, technologists and governments sit down to formulate a framework on what a foolproof vaccine passport should look like, Alan says the passes like IATA's are a first step for people to have confidence to travel again, which is both safe, sustainable and scalable. So the aviation industry has been completely decimated um, by COVID and all of the restrictions which have been put in place. Um, that is the very on the negative side, and I think everybody recognised the hardship, which not only aviation, but the entire world has gone through over the last couple of years. Um, on the bright side, IATA does a lot of research with passengers and the vast majority of passengers are just itching to travel again. So you can see that in the, the amount of, um, in, the, in our research, you can see that um, the vast majority of passengers are prepared to start traveling again. Once they can have confidence in the entire ecosystem, they know that travel is safe again. So on the negative side, our industry has been decimated, but everybody wants to get this working again. And I think I think um, we can all relate to this as individuals. I mean, I, I'm Irish, but I'm living in Geneva. And I have not been home in the last year. And I think many people around the world have the exact same thing. So travel really is a fundamental right. And people want to get back and see their, uh, see their families again. And that's really what we're trying to do with the IATA Travel Pass. We're just trying to make sure that everybody can have confidence in the ecosystem and then we can open up travel again in a way which is sustainable and scalable. So while we want the world to open up again, we want it to be in a safe, non-discriminatory way. Getting a vaccine passport for everyone and building a global consensus of vaccination record sharing is no easy task. It may be the next big thing humanity is undertaking after mass vaccinations. But if done well, with all the safety and ethical parameters in place, can vaccine passports be our key to freedom of travel again? You are listening to Beyond the Headlines, and I've been your host, Sohil Akram. Thanks this week to Tariq Yasarovic from the WHO and Ellen Murray Hayden from IATA. This week's episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan. If you like this episode of Beyond the Headlines, please subscribe and leave us a review.